And we're back on the Media Virus Podcast, and we're going to get back into some news here in our C block. Uh, Matt wants us wants us to talk about a French marathoner run a marathon runner is getting some flack online for appearing to knock over a row of water bottles at a hydration station during the latter half of the Olympic men's marathon on Sunday. In a video, Morad Amdouni, 33, can be seen in a cluster of other runners as he approaches the station. He then reaches for a water bottle, knocking an entire row of them off the table like dominoes before grabbing the last one and leaving nothing for the runners behind him. The moment happened in the second half of the 26-mile race in Sapporo, Japan, where temperatures climbed to 84 degrees Fahrenheit. A French marathon runner is getting... Uh, wow, it's there all over again. Okay, so I believe we have some video of this. Oh, we're going to take a quick look. I think he's actually a former employee of the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. Wow. How about it? The video. Yeah, is... Well, I mean, that's that's what they do. They go and they dump out water that people leave. To yes, work. that's yeah. true. The video has sparked debate on Twitter as to whether or not the move was intentional. Some argued that he was in an awkward position, sandwiched between others in excessive heat while trying to reach for the water bottle. I really don't think 84 degrees Fahrenheit is excessive heat. But, hey, maybe in Japan, <laughs> 84 feels hotter than it does here. Or maybe if you're in the second half of a marathon, that's pretty fucking hot. Yeah. And Dooney uh, ultimately finished 17th place. Kenyan runner uh, Iliad Kipchoge, 36, defended his Olympic marathon title, finishing at 2 hours, 8 minutes, and 38 seconds. 80 seconds ahead of runner-up Abdi Naji of the uh, Netherlands. All right, so, do we have that video yet, man? We have Let's... that video, and we're going to take a look. Here we go. Now, uh, and... not for nothing, there, there's been a debate on Twitter as to whether or not this is, this is uh, if he did this intentionally. And there's people coming to this guy's defense. And, and listen, I was ready to be open-minded, man. I really was. And then you watch this eight-second clip? Yeah. So here we go. <clears throat> Let's run that. And the French athlete. And Dooney, yep. So this is a water station. There's plenty of them. Uh, is that hand and the French athlete and Dooney? Yep. So this is a water station. So, There's plenty of them. Yeah. Uh, He's, what? This shit was on purpose. Hand. Okay. So the French athlete and Dooney. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna mute the video. He's kind of he's kind of wide at the start of it, and he comes in, but boom, it's every one of them and grabs on the purpose. last one. He did that on purpose. Yeah, that's there's no way that's an accident. That looks purpose. Because there's no there's no at no point in the video is he like opening and closing his hand as if he were trying to catch an earlier one. Right. His hand isn't moving, it's just staying. And still. it's not like he was like, Oh, I kind of like stumbled or tripped or leaned into it. He did that. No, that was a smooth yeah. No, there was no and they're like, Oh, it was hot, he was sandwiched between people. No. No. Yeah, that has no. nothing to do with your hands. What he's supposed no. to do is leave some fucking water for other people. He's just a shitty person. Yeah. And he came and, in 17th, but of people, course he's French. The people that are saying, oh, uh, like you said, sandwiched in. What does it have to do with your hand opening and closing? Nobody was in the way of your hand opening and closing. Yeah, no. So shut up. That was on yeah. purpose. Yeah, that's that's crazy. The Kenyans got go their water just fine. I'm going to go farther than that. I'm going to say that that was part of his training regimen. <laughs> to, to do that and, and grab the last one that's the kick in the balls that's actually pretty it's tough good. when you think about it yes because that is actually caught the last one while it was falling 
I feel really bad for like check out the volunteer in the blue shirt. He's like, watch him. He's like, no, wait, holy shit, what did you just do? You see him? You see that poor guy? He's like, I poured all of those waters. Mm-mm-mm. That's just a dick move. Yeah. Yeah. No, that really is. Fucking like frogs. That. All right. So fuck that guy. He came in seventeenth, which means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You did all that cheating to come in seventeenth place. That's how I feel about a lot of my students. Like some of them cheat, and I just let it slide because I'm like, you know, you're cheating off the dumb kids. What's wrong with you? Cheating off the dumb kids, like you're cheating, and you and you got it wrong. So, like, I could punish you, but I don't really see any point since you failed anyway. (laughs) Happens a lot. So, speaking of people, uh, you know, cheating or raping or you know whatever. The Olympics. Speaking of the Olympics, uh, oh, are we speaking of the Olympics? Oh, we are sorry. the next, the next great Olympic sport. <laughs> could it could it be saying. cornhole? Not five years ago, cornhole remained a a bag tossing pastime confined to stadium tailgates, backyard cookouts, church festivals, and state fairs. But entrepreneur Stacy Moore saw the potential for so much more. Cornhole is very social. Anyone that enjoys being social and meeting new people easily gravitates toward it. Moore said. But people have also wanted to play cornhead more, cornhole more seriously than other tailgating games. I just became convinced that, I, that it had the opportunity to be elevated into a legitimate business opportunity and a legitimate sport. And so in 2016, Moore founded the American Cornhole League, which initially included 10,000 registered participants, a few hundred tournaments, and total prize money of $50,000. Today, the ACL boasts more than 100,000 registered players, male and female, competing in roughly 25,000 tournaments per season. The whole and an- the total annual payouts have ballooned to $500,000, backed by sponsorship deals with brands such as Johnsonville, Bush Beans, and most recently DraftKings, which is now posting live gambling lines on online co- on cornhole matches. Last summer, ACL tournaments appeared on ESPN for seven consecutive weeks, totaling 28 hours, soaking up airtime vacated by the major sports leagues uh, when their seasons were suspended amid COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Friday, the ACL World Championship in Rock Hill, South Carolina, will appear live in primetime on ESPN2, culminating the event of the fifth annual ESPN8, the Ocho Day, inspired by the 2004 hit film Dodgeball, a true underdog story. Earlier in the day, ESPN2 will carry championship competitions... Damn it. Competitions in everything from arm wrestling and air guitar to putt-putt and pinball. Moore believes that within a decade, Cornhole could improbably land a shot at the pa- at the pantheon of international sports, the Olympics. That's a very aggressive goal, probably a low percentage um, more admit of, of success, uh, more admits of the timeline before regaining optimism. But if you would have told me five years ago that we'd be where we are today and grown the way that we've grown, I would have given that a very low percentage too. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play your favorite tailgate game, cornhole in the Olympics soon, hopefully. You know what's funny? We were talking we're talking about bowling alleys a little while ago. I had a guy come up to me in a bowling alley and whisper in my ear. Oh, what did he say to you? Did he tell you were really pretty? No, he said. Uh, 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 cornhole. <laughs> Let's go cornhole us a drink. And uh, 
By the way, Julia, that was some, some prime shade there. I, I like that. I appreciate it. <laughs> it was also a good setup. I learned to wait, let you deliver, and then help my punchline. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Uh, he said you, you, you got cornhole. <laughs> I don't know what to say. The first time I heard of cornhole as a game, I was incredibly shocked, offended, and confused all at once. <laughs> because, because when you think of cornhole, <laughs> you think of. I was not thinking of a of a beanbag tossing game. Well, maybe I guess we can call it. Somebody was tossing their beanbag in your cornhole. <laughs> Exactly. I see where I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Do you, uh, uh, Big Daddy? Do you, uh, do you toss beanbags into cornholes? No, but I am considering uh, starting the African American Cornhole Association. I all of a sudden miss my husband. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you play cornhole every night? <laughs> <laughs> so the my pillow guy lost his shit on cnn oh, i want to see this and yeah there's a clip apparently uh he started talking about uh how the election was stolen and uh got schooled by uh let's see my ceo the CEO of MyPillow, Mike Lindell, has once again embarrassed himself on television as he continues to claim the 2020 United States election was rigged. This time, Lindell claimed to have watertight evidence that China tampered with votes in the election, which saw Donald Trump's rival, Joe Biden, elected as president. Wait, is China now? I thought it was Russia. Uh, he's saying it's China now. So China. I'm going to go ahead and, and go to the clip China. Uh, because I think that's probably where the interesting stuff's going to be here. So right now... Um, if we were able to play songs on the radio, which is why I sing underneath news stories, I would want to have like, uh, was it China girl, but have it go China <laughs> Joe. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> That's just one piece of 1.2 billion lines of data from the election. Okay. There's within that will that be timestamps of when it happened. There'll be clips in there. So we sent to our own experts. Mm -hmm. Inside. That, that it We're doesn't show any specific actions of any kind, election related or not. And it's proof of, of nothing. Okay. So he said that's nothing, huh? Well, he's wrong. Then you didn't hire a cyber expert. So here's my question. When oops, whenever I see these people, here's my question. He's so fragile. Like, no, no, no. My question is. Do these people really, like, is this a, do they believe what they're saying? Like, does he really believe it or is he just? He has to say it so many times where he's like, fuck, I've like done this so much and I know I'm full of shit, but I just got to keep pushing through it at this so point. So you think he knows he's full of shit though? I think How he does, he but at this point he has to, he's either convinced himself of it. Right. Or he has to, you have to keep going at that point and see it through to the end. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, it just blows my mind. It's like, can you really? Or he's a patriotic that? truth speaker. That's what I think. How come he's not paying attention to our liberal propaganda? Oh, maybe he sees through your bullshit. Are yes, you okay? Maddie, that's it. That's why. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Maddie, for clearing that up for us. Yeah. So anyway. Maybe maybe the stuff he's saying is like the stuff we say on the Media Virus Podcast. You don't have to back it up with a goddamn thing because it's just what we say. That's right. <laughs> this is entertainment, people. This is not an actual news show. God help you if you get your news from the Media Virus Podcast. From us. We're really sorry. Really, you know really it's true sorry, guys. when we say it in all capital letters. That's how you know it's true. Yes, that's also so. Yeah, so the, the two stories that we have on Andrew Cuomo uh, are actually woefully outdated uh, by the time we come to air because uh, Cuomo has stood up and resigned. So uh, could Andrew Cuomo pardon himself before leaving? Maybe, but he didn't. I think I actually sent, Mike, I think I sent you two links on the resignation, um, um, and I thought they were interesting because they were from two different store from two different news sources. I think one was Fox News and one was wasn't CNN. I think it was CBS. And I just thought that the angle, the fact that it was the same story but from two different angles, was interesting. So if you want to pull those oh. up, that that was my thinking. But is it, is I love the thought they has. Well, the the two stories were from you. One's Fox, one's CBS. But the the headlines kind of indicate that they're. Oh, are they? Okay. They they were ahead of time, but uh, we can... Lo siento. I had thought that I had sent... They were both about the resignation. And I may not have realized that they were there if they didn't show up. So let's okay. take a quick look uh, at what we already have and see if that gets us anywhere. So... Dude, Bam's fucking suing uh, Jackass dudes. I was just going to ask Bam from Jackass. Is that who you're talking about? That is yeah. Yeah. So I, used to love I just figured I just figured I would say something to give you time to look for shit. Oh, <laughs> I had an allergic reaction to the COVID vaccine. Oh no! Don't tell me that. Oh, uh. It's really extremely real, and it was. I got the Pfizer vaccine. I was fine with the first one, but the second one I got an allergic reaction to. Oh no! So he's not taking responsibility. He's still in denial. No, this is not. This is not what I said. There, it must have the. The link must have updated. That's possible because, like it's like I said, it is a Fox and a. Yeah. Yeah. No. Let's let's just skip over this because All it's right. it's sort of what? defeats the purpose. Well, we're not looking at the In Providence, Rhode Island, there was a thirty-year-old male at large who was in his second-floor apartment on Chalkstone Ave, and cops showed up. I thought you just said he was at large. Well, yeah, this is what I'm getting to. So they were going to arrest him, and he shot at the cops, and then he took off, and we still don't know where he's at. (laughs) So he's running around where I live at right now with, like, guns and stuff, and yeah. Oh, my God. 4 a.m. Well, are are you willing to go out and do a live shot like Maddie did the last time we had excitement on the show? (laughs) I'm not. A, was she on the show for that? Yeah. I was. That was. Oh, you were the last yeah, time she was here. Yeah. And now live yeah. on the street. Yeah. So the difference is Juliet is somebody's mom. So no, we're not going to send her out into. I'm somebody's fire. dad. I'm not even in the area. Yeah, yeah, I love you, Maddie, I'm, and everything. I'm too but, somebody's dad. You think, yeah, but you're you're oh, somebody's oh, you, are grown up. Still somebody's. You've, you've had a good life. <laughs> <laughs> I have grand. 
Have you I? You've got, you got grandkids. No. You've had your turn. I wouldn't call it good, but I ain't willing to keep going. And now, live on the streets of Providence, Rhode Island, it's Scorpion <laughs> Goddess Juliet Everett to report on the asshole at large. <laughs> That would be, you know, what a great bit would be would be just go travel around Providence, Rhode Island, and just travel wherever you are, and just give It'll out free take reading. Five minutes. You know, and just give just give people just stop people on the street and give them a reading, whether they want it or not. Oh my god, whether that would be really funny. And you just that you just follow them and start screaming like when they try to walk away, just start screaming the reading <laughs> at them up the street. <laughs> Devontae could film. It, it would. Be, I'm telling you, this would be awesome. I, I hate to have a production meeting right in the middle of the show, but I, I can see this. It's. It's. This is a good. This is a good bit. Hey, wait. Where are you going? You're gonna have your work manifested for you. Sorry, that was a. Really, I'm giving really you positive vibes. That was like, um, what the hell is his name? Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Makes sorry. Like an accent. Whoa, sorry, what, that was. That what, was terrible. What are you wabbit? Right after somebody, excuse me, I got your card. Oh my God! Look, five of one. I'm reading your cards. I gotta go Come out back. and attack people for reading. Come back! I'm reading your cards. Your cards. <laughs> I don't care if you're gonna be late. Oh, do you want, are you gonna chase black people and give them readings? Because some of them will react harshly to that. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like you go to like a, go to like right outside a Baptist church. Oh. <gasps> I live in, so um, the area I live in is predominantly like Dominican and black people, and there's a bunch of churches everywhere. Um, so, until mass lets out, and they just assault people with a terror reading. There's in Take your at, the corner, at the corner of my street, I'm not sure which country in Africa they're from that go to this church, but it's That's like an racist. African church. It's not. <laughs> It's, it's really not church, <laughs> and I don't know. But anyway, he was born so in I, Cleveland. What? <laughs> he was born. Who? What kind of a white supremacist are you? That's an I'm American. Not. Is it almost ten thirty? Holy shit! It's ten twenty nine. Wow. Ten twenty. Wow. People are killing All right. us. All right, we'll talk about Bam real quick since you brought it up, and then we'll take a quick break, get into the D block, and get out of here. Uh, apparently, uh, Bam is suing his, I guess now former friends, uh, for shit canning him. Wait, who's Bam? Bam Margera. Bam Margera. Jackass. Jackass. West, Westchester uh, native. You know, I never yeah, no. Jackass co-creator Bam Margera is suing Johnny Knoxville, Paramount Pictures, MTV, and others over his firing from the franchise's upcoming movie. Seeking millions of dollars in damages, the 39-page complaint filed Monday in Los Angeles Superior Court cites defendants inhumane, abusive, and discriminatory treatment of the plaintiff, Margera, and for their wrongful termination of him from the Jackass franchise he created. The suit says that in March 2020, Paramount signed Margera for the fourth Jackass film, now titled Jackass Forever. They conditioned Margera's participation and compensation on his adherence to a wellness agreement that obligated him to complete multiple daily drug tests. The suit claims that multiple while, daily drug tests, multiple daily drug tests. Wow, that's the, impressive. The suit claims that while Margera was in rehabilita a rehabilitation facility in 2019, Spike Jones, his producer, and Knoxville, his co-star, accosted him and coerced him into signing the draconian agreement. Wow. So yeah, I, I guess uh, I guess. Yeah, I have. Um, I was actually a really big fan of not watching that show. 
Oh man, I used to love Jackass. I used to watch it with my dad all the time when I was really young. No, I've never seen a single episode. Oh, it's so stupid. Well, have have you seen the precursor, the uh, CKY videos? There was the precursor to Jackass. They were. I have assiduously avoided it. They would. They this, would. And I've also never, ever watched an episode of Survivor. Not one. Pam's a local boy. He's from Westchester. Yeah. He's... Oh, is he? I'm yeah. so sorry yeah. for that. From Westchester. <laughs> and and actually, my understanding, I've, I've, I've talked to a bunch of people who have bumped into him and met him. Apparently a very decent human being. Very friendly. Very. Uh, I have heard the very, same. I've heard the same. Just, just an all-around good guy. Uh, understands that he's famous and kind of has to deal with people walking up and saying hey and, and is very gracious about it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure at this point he's like happy well, when plus it he's plus he's stoned off his ass, right? So like, not no, he's that well. Yeah, I guess he is because Sometimes. He, he refuses to take the fucking drug tests. But I, yeah. I think that like that was a a condition of them letting him out of the rehab was that. Yeah, well, that's what it said. I, I yeah, I think I think I think Bam Bam's had a you know had a long road. He's he's been yeah. he's been sober and not again, and sober and not again. So yeah, yeah, but. Uh, yeah. So uh, we we uh, wish Bam well and hope that he uh, gets himself straightened out. Yes, uh, we do. Just a reminder: you're listening to the Media Virus Podcast on the Media Virus Podcast Network. You can reach us at one six four six virus zero one. That's one six four six virus zero one. Sometimes when we're live, we'll pick up. If not, leave us a message. We'll get back to you or play your message on the air, and we'll be back right after this short break. I thought we were taking a break, break, break. <laughs> <laughs> 